Now that we've done that, this is Talking Through the Shit. My yeah. name is Rick. Rick the Handsome Retard. I'm here with uh, Big Tay-Tay. Big Tay-Tay. As always. And then we have a special guest, uh, Brandon. He's Hello. been on the podcast before. We talked about this... This. Uh, well, I mean, it, it was a video. I think it was a video online. It did. I, could you buy it? Hmm. It was I like a movie on YouTube, right? Yeah. Called mm-hmm. Out, of Sh- Out of the well, Shadows. It was a... I thought it was like a YouTube doc because I watched it and I didn't pay for that shit. No, so I didn't. I didn't pay for that. I think that it was either. a YouTube doc. I'm pretty sure it was free on YouTube. It was YouTube, like one of those yeah. like little 45 minute. Yeah, it was yeah. about the the elites and how they or the Hollywood elites and how they fuck kids. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's true. <laughs> it's <like> Can- <laughs> cannibal, cannibal, devil worship, pedophile, lizard people. Basically, just intergalactic like, child molesters. Yeah, everything <laughs> that Alex Jones was harping on Hillary Clinton for. Mm-hmm. Which is hilarious. It's always funny. Gay tap water and things like that. The gay tap water. I mean, the tap water is turning the frogs gay. Yeah. Well, it's not gay. It was. It's changing their gender or something like that. Mm. Yeah. I think it was something like that. Yeah, Yeah, they have a pride float now. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit. The float is actually like lily pads floating. It's a floating aquarium. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Different colored lily pads. They're very proud. Oh, geez. It's about time. That's frogs. Frogs are dope, though. Those are one of my favorite animals. Dude, we were chilling at a homie's house the other night, and uh, their daughter has a frog. And oh, yeah? that thing barks like a dog. Yeah, like the bullfrog. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know what sort of frog it is, because I haven't seen it. But Leandro was do- oh. giving him a massage, and you could hear it from upstairs. Is it like a little... Is it like round? I haven't seen the frog. You haven't seen the frog? I've is just it, heard the frog. It, it's round and small? Yeah, it's like a Pac-Man frog. Those things do, like, bark. Hey, who's this random lady that just walked up and started talking to us? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Leandra's here too. I was Leandra's looking around the neighborhood because that happens. Leandra's complaining about uh, car exhaust fumes and smoking a cigarette at the same time. Yes. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, there you go. Oh, dude. So we've been off for a couple of weeks just yeah. for scheduling. Like, uh, it is what it is. Well, we've been busy. You know, yeah. work, work gets the best of us, and some, yeah, some of us been out of town. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. like the Fourth of July too. That is yeah, something that happened. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We we're back. We're talking. Um, Shikar, Shikari. Yeah, we got Shikari, anything the, to ca- catch up on. I know yeah, the Olympics. Shik- yeah, the Olympics. Shikari. Uh, What's her name? Williams or Richards? Shikari Wilson. You, you want to pass me that phone there, Brandon? Usually yeah, I yeah. play young Jamie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. I can't remember her last name, but everyone knows who she is. She is like the. The standout sprinter, I believe. Okay. She she beat the hundred hundred meter dash record, and uh, got drug tested, and then got popped for weed. Surprisingly, no no performance enhancing drugs, just weed. You're not supposed to smoke weed when you're going to the Olympics. I literally know nothing about this story except that her parent had her mom died yeah, yeah. her by bi- i think biological mom i think she was raised by someone else yeah but, um, and she yeah. like lit a bowl to deal with yeah like, the, immediate, the immediate grief of that yeah shikari yeah. richardson Shikari richardson i was yeah. not i was close ish yeah williams and richardson are not even not even close but we all knew what you meant yeah, yeah shikari yeah it's it's it really uh unique name it's, high, mm. it's was it apost- apostrophized how do you what would, it, what would you call it 
Uh, There's an apostrophe in it. Apostrophied sound, sounds right. Apostrophied. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's the term. The 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 truth about the English, like you know, like literature, is that you can just make up words and just apply them wherever you want. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the beauty of the English language. <laughs> if Adam was here, we could hear it in action. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, she got popped for weed. What do you guys? Do you think that you should be able to smoke? I mean, you should be able to smoke weed if you're in the Olympics. I think. Well, I think it's definitely caused like some backlash and like brought a lot of uh, attention to the issue because uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but this past week the Dems brought it to the floor to actually federally legalize marijuana. Oh, they did. Yeah, which is a long time coming in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, and I, I haven't looked into it to where I know like how it applies to people who have already been, you know, tried and found guilty of crimes involving yeah, marijuana. Yeah, is it retroactive? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure, sure there's probably going to be something like that because I know they push for it in the states all the time. Of course, but um, yeah. I mean, it, it's not a physically enhancing drug. No, at it's, all. it's more like a like, drink. If anything, yeah. if you're high as fuck and you win the hundred meter dash, good for you. That is very impressive. Unless there was a Twinkie at the end of the track. Yeah. Then, okay. That's and it seems it, what it seems like is she wasn't smoking and then did because I think to get into the to get into like the qualifiers or something, you probably mm. have to pass a drug test. I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know USADA handles all the drug tests for them too, and I know they do like random checks. Yeah. And the thing is, like, if you do beat the record, you're going to get checked. For sure, oh, yeah. Like it's yeah, not hundred percent. At that point, it's less random and more like, all right, let's see if you were, mm-hmm. if you're not lying, <laughs> you're yeah. not lying about what you did, because it is a form, I, I, a, like a form of lying to, to mm-hmm. do steroids and like you know, b- beat a record. I yeah, guess. if you're yeah. doing like a physically enhancing drug, it obviously makes sense. You yeah, know? everyone has to abide by the same. Yeah, everyone has to start from the same baseline. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, you know, I've always thought, why not just let people do steroids if they're going to be Dude, a, a I've professional, about rec- before. Like, a professional I, athlete? Yeah. I want to see, like, my UFC fighters, I want to see Titans enter the ring. Bro, back I want in the day. scientifically enhanced mutants. Back in the day, like, uh, everybody in Pride was just juicing. Because at the bottom of the tr- mm. contract, said, we do not test for performance-enhancing yeah. drugs. Mm-hmm. And then you had, like, Fa- you had guys like Fedor, uh, Crow Cop. Like Wanderlei Silva, yeah, guys who sound like drugs that you take. Oh, what was his yeah. name? Yeah, <laughs> Axe Murderer Wanderlei Silva. Yeah, <laughs> who else was in it? Oh man, I f- oh, Vitor Belfort when he was just mm. ah, dude, dude. That's one of the most famous examples. That fool was huge, gigantic, he was a monster. Yeah, and then he just shrank right up. Yeah, because yeah, it is yeah. true. If you don't, if you stop doing steroids, you will just like you you lose everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy come, easy go is what they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that in a, like across the spectrum of of sports and everything. Yeah, I mean that's why you see a lot of injuries in stuff. Uh, let's say like um, the WWF. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the most famous, a uh, very famous example is when Vince McMahon was getting into the ring. He banged his quads on the edge of the ring, blew them both out. Oh, just blew it immediately. He's older, but like yeah. even so, it's you shouldn't. That's yeah. not reason to. It's because he just juiced his whole like his whole career. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just he's brittle. Damn, just getting into the ring. <laughs> just, just getting into the ring. Out, just huh? damn. Yeah, yeah. I think it should definitely be legal. Yeah. I, I, I mean, well, let's we, be honest. We, we, talking should, about these we should be okay. We yeah. should be because f- I've heard a lot of people use CBD nowadays to unwind. Yeah, and like, and I've heard a lot of people. I mean, uh, with people I roll with at jujitsu, they smoke before they come in. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot of guys that like to smoke and roll. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Like I don't do it, but like it seems like it'd be a lot of fun to do. Well, I've heard people say that like it loosens them up. 
it makes them more mellow yeah. it yeah. like it makes you it gets you into that zone more mm-hmm. but yeah like yeah wine. especially the olympics too you're probably talking about you're talking about competition and you're first talking of about all. wild amounts of stress yeah the biggest stage as a professional athlete yeah you could ever bigger, be bigger than like the nfl or the, like yeah. anything like even soccer i mean and now soccer is kind of worldwide but in america it's, it, no one cares yeah unless it's, unless it's the world cup yeah i don't understand why the olympics is as big as it is i mean i'm not a it's because it's personally, old but like it's old yeah and the whole world comes together to compete yeah not comes together but they meet somewhere and compete yeah they go to you know. where are we going tokyo this year i think that's on the books yeah. i think so yeah tokyo's tokyo's cool i'd like to go there it seems like a really cool place i to really want to go man i really want to visit japan yeah did you okay so speaking of the olympics like shikari was that's an easy one mm-hmm. it's like she wasn't juicing she just smoked weed who yeah. cares even michael phelps when they did the relay and broke the records like we were all high the yeah. whole like the whole time we were there, we yeah. smoked like right before we got in the pool. Well, we're professional swimmers. We had to be high to choose this as a job. Yeah, to this begin is with. not this is uh, <laughs> just not the ideal. Uh, I know. Actually, if you if you really like the water, it's pretty cool. You know. Yeah. Yeah. If, and if you're really good at it, you got. And also, Phelps is like built for it. He's got a, a yeah wild wingspan to leg rate. Like his, his legs are pretty short, but his his wingspan is huge compared to mm-hmm. like the rest. And it's like. He looks like a swimmer. Yeah, he's built for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like if, uh, if you should just be able to smoke marijuana. It, uh, if I draw the line at stuff like, like the harder stuff, I'd say like mm-hmm. coke, meth, heroin. If you're doing that, you're probably not even going to get to the Olympics. Yeah. Um, but then, then again, like, you know, John Jones, he got busted for coke. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He got busted and he was whipping people's asses the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, and I still don't even think that's like a performance enhancing drug. But when you talk about like the Olympic stage, like you know what the stakes are, and this is the thing with Shikari uh, Richardson. Richardson, yeah. Like she knew that she was going to be competing in the Olympics. You know, so whether or not you think weed should be legal or not, like she knew the rules. Yeah, you knew the rules and you broke yeah. them. Yeah, so that's th- that's kind of the tough part for me. It's yeah. like, yeah, I think the rules are bullshit, but it's, at the same if time, if you sign you know a contract, yeah, if you sign a contract, I imagine they have to. Yeah. To, I, I don't think they're just going to let everybody walk in and do mm-hmm. it because then the people would like, you know, do yeah, performance anti-drugs and they anything, wouldn't, yeah. you know, yeah, you have no legal precedent to test, test them or whatever. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It could be, but it seems like there would be a contract there. And if you sign the contract, you should be held to that contract. Yeah. 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 That's what I think. Um, what else is going on in the Olympics? I heard something about a couple of African runners, uh, female, mm-hmm. 400, 400 meter, I think they were running. Okay. And uh, they got turned away because their levels of oh, testosterone yeah. are, are naturally high yeah and that disqualifies them yeah i didn't read deeply that's into that weird. but i heard about that that's too. weird their natural because, levels of tea yeah, yeah were higher because on the opposite end you have laurel hubbard who's a trans like a trans woman yeah lifting with women it's like clearly that's an unfair advantage mm-hmm. because you she probably transitioned after puberty after her bones were developed her skeletal structure was developed so even if you dampen your natural like male mm-hmm. uh levels of testosterone mm-hmm. you're still strong as shit you know or stronger well, than women at well least. it's such a weird stance to take because in no way is that consistent like if you're going to take the side of a transsexual athlete competing you know, in the female demographic, yeah. you know, regardless of what some people may interpret as a physical advantage, but then you're going to ban 
genetic females from their opportunity yeah, oh, to compete dude, because their natural because levels nat- of yeah. testosterone are higher and, and than average. There are women that just have naturally high levels of testosterone. Yeah, you know? I, I know dudes with massive levels of estrogen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> with, with bitch tits and all that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I've like I have a cousin that like she grows facial hair because she mm-hmm. has like really high levels of te- testosterone. Like yeah, yeah, probably as high as mine. I'd imagine. Yeah, it's a wild thing. I don't, I don't quite understand it, and like I said, to be fair, I haven't read too far into it, but it does seem, I read, does seem yeah, a I read little what odd. was on online, you know? Yeah. I was confused. I'm like, oh, so at a certain level, you're not considered a woman anymore? <laughs> like, if it just happens? Yeah. It, just, it seems like a glandular issue. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah, I got no idea, man. Or latent testicles, like, or vegetal testicles or something like that, where you got... You got both sets of sex organs, maybe? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not a doctor. We need Dr. Schmidt here yeah. to verify. But uh, Does like, he... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Does your podcast normally get fact-checked medically by Adam? <laughs> no, but ge- generally when we talk about things like uh, physical fitness and stuff like that, he is our, our resident. Yeah, he's, he's pretty, pretty sharp on that as far as that goes. But... Oh. Yeah, he, but I would assume things like your diet, you know, especially your workout regimen too. Like, because I'm a big fan of Dana Lynn Bailey, and like she talks a lot about how she's found that her workout regimen and her diet affect her levels of estrogen and testosterone. Yeah, definitely. And she competes full time, hundred, you know, hundred percent of the time. So she's constantly getting tested. What does she test? What does she compete? Uh, she female bodybuilding. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That you have to get tested during mm-hmm. that if you're if you're in some kind of like non-steroid oh yeah yeah if they yeah, absolutely because i dude every Just single bodybuilding body, in general every man. single bodybuilder uses steroids it's not like unless you're doing completely natural bodybuilding mm-hmm. and then those guys are like markedly less large yeah. <laughs> less less like built than the other guys yeah. it's just what the it's just the way it is yeah yeah same thing with these vegan bodybuilders and vegan strongmans like those guys are just doing steroids <laughs> yeah there's some there i'm not sure if i quite hop onto that train with the the vegan bodybuilders i'm not sure if i vegan bodybuilding like vegan strongman and stuff like that yeah I don't it's know like if these... I'm buying what they're selling no no i tried i tried eating vegan for a second and you just are not a hundred percent you're just not you were vegan for quite a while right brandon yep what was your experience with that like as far as like putting on muscle mass or losing muscle mass or, or even just energy levels uh I'm not a bodybuilder. Well, no, no, no. But <laughs> so, just, like, for me personally... Yeah, just for you personally, no, yeah. No difference. No difference? No. Um, but I do know that, you know, when it comes down to, you know, doing anything that's going to be, you know, require a lot of exertion, um, it it takes it takes planning. Like, it's possible. True. It, it is true. possible. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that, you know, kind of... Sort, sort of tongue-in-cheek gets brought up a lot of times in the vegan community is like look at that you know 800 pound ape or whatever you know like yeah he you know he eats bamboo shoots all day yeah where does he get his protein you know so yeah it's the same thing it's like you know you can get your you can be a strong you could be a vegan strong man you could be a vegan athlete you can do it but it does take um it takes a lot of dedication to knowing what your body needs and how to get that from the different sources that yeah. are not traditionally used. Yeah. So whereas it's easier, um, you know, if you're working out to just, you know, 
cook up a bunch of chicken chicken and, eat it chicken and rice are like yep. the staple of, yep. of bodybuilders or anybody who, who does like a yeah. lot of physical activity so while, um, while that's easy because it has a lot of different things in it that you can get all at once bio bioavailability is yep. a big part of it so yeah. with with veganism you just sort of have to make sure that you're going to do it you're going to commit to it you're going to do it right and you're going to do it smart yeah and so it does take a lot of reading and it takes a lot of knowledge and a lot of eat you eat a lot more than you would without like without meat yeah probably i yeah. mean yeah. When, I, when i was when i was doing it i was like all right i have to eat way more vegetables way more uh like beans or protein or whatever i'm, I'm getting mm-hmm. my protein from and well and there's a surprising a surprising amount of sources you could get protein from there is vegan. yeah so there like is. you know i i had saved this chart that just broke down like all the different you know uh protein heavy uh um fruits and veg- vegetables yeah, yeah yeah and it was like it's it's definitely more than just you know tofu and and uh, edamame you know yeah. what i mean like there's yeah, a definitely. lot of shit out there that yeah uh, i heard wouldn't durian think is good or jackfruit one of the two yep yeah Jackfruit's those are good. like very high in, so that's why jack jackfruit not only for that but like not only for the protein levels you can get but like yep. it's a really good substitute for like pulled pork yeah i saw so like, that yeah i've had like yeah. jackfruit tacos and mm-hmm. stuff yeah yeah They're, it's good i, I imagine it especially is, yeah. you know mm. the way you season it obviously is going to be the same as anything but yeah 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 right. definitely it's yeah. good you gotta so, get the right the right uh barbecue sauce <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i would say yes it's possible it just probably takes a little more uh just more effort more effort and planning for sure yeah. yeah and i was doing i was doing some like you know i was putting in as much effort as i could but at a certain point you're just like I'm not doing this. I'm not doing well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing well. Well, on this. and that's yeah. the that's the thing that makes it hard. So, like, uh, like personally, I'm not you know doing you know the vegan thing right now because of pr- sort of exactly that. Uh, it's yeah. It takes a lot, um, and I can't. I don't cook my you know my dinners for the most part you know when i get home we gotta make sure we're eating pretty much right away so we can get bedtime started for the kids yeah definitely so that means simone's doing it Mm -hmm. um and you know we were both doing vegan you know there for a little while but um some unrelated uh health things came up for her yeah she had to do more of a keto keto which I've, is the exact opposite yeah of vegan. It's, it's really not <laughs> so yeah. she basically was having to do you know two like meal plan two uh you know separate lifestyles each week yeah and it was too much it's not too it's not and gonna it, work you know yeah. and i told her i said you know i'm not doing this for my health i'm doing it it's a something that i wanted to do you know ethically uh yeah. so I can put that on hold for now. What was the ethical, what was your ethical hangups with it? Cause I had my own reasons for mm-hmm. trying it, <clears throat> especially because like, um, the state of factory farming mm-hmm. and I know what farming looks like. Don't get me wrong. Like I mm-hmm. grew up on a farm. I know what, I know what you have to do to feed a lot of people. It's not yeah. always pretty. It's not always, it's not always right. nice, but it gets the job done. Yeah. Um, but some of the factory farming I didn't, I didn't agree with. Yeah. So I just, I watched a, uh, uh, documentary <laughs> called Earthling, I think, or Earthlings, and uh, it's it's a documentary put on. I don't know if it was put on by, but it was narrated by uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, and yep. uh, just the footage in that was, um, 
yeah it was it was a, it was a bit much you know and so for me and and that film actually didn't just do um it didn't just talk about like you know factory farming you know as far as like being vegan you know like hey i'm not going to eat meat it was also like yeah. i'm not going to like um even the documentary even talks about like circus animals yeah that's uh, the circus has always been kind of a weird place for mm-hmm. animals as far as like i mean you're you're basically beating an animal into doing what you want it to do yeah so yeah, yeah of course you know they showed a whole lot of videos of guys you know torturing uh you know elephants elephants is a big one yeah um you know and then of course with the factory farms it was a lot of you know footage of you know these things uh you know these pigs living in such close quarters that they were almost involuntarily eating each other yeah like that's just how close to each other they were yeah, they were definitely. like lying on each other well and pigs are just savages mm-hmm. yeah it, yeah they're they're but, not I mean, the living they're conditions not, yeah were the living conditions aside pigs are just perpetually just kind of yeah they kind of it brings out the worst in them yeah yeah and then you had like there were some you know uh people saying things like um you know oh well animals uh you know they they're it it was the most bizarre thing it was (laughs) like oh animals are they need this like they need they're they're used to confinement and they kind of need that it was like the most asinine arguments yeah I've ever it's, heard. that's not but a good was, argument no. yeah, that even even in someone that eats meat and i i'm, no, I I'm pretty ambivalent to the the well-being of animals as opposed to humans i yeah. think humans mm-hmm. supersede animals as far as what you need to focus on as well, a society but the, the thing that blew my mind about that argument was that was coming from a college professor of mine mm. like that was a college professor <laughs> wait he was in the movie no, no, no. This was oh. this was around the same time. So, like, okay, gotcha. as okay. I was, you know, uh, making that decision after watching the documentary, I yeah. happened to be taking uh, a course that was just talking about. It was really just about environment, just environmentalism. Period. Okay. Yeah. But he was making some really bizarre <laughs> points, like about how you know chemicals, um, some some of the the chemicals like in our farming are good for us, and like even the ones that are like have been. Documented no, no, to like they're ju- cause they're generally, cancer yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, like, "Yeah, they're good for us though." And animals, they they like uh, the you know being boxed up and shit. It was just I don't know. It's yeah, that's, that's pretty silly. So yeah, it was just it was an ethical <laughs> thing for I, me. Yeah, I mean ethically, except for cows. Yeah, cows cow, don't seem to give a fuck. Cows are. I that mean, was one of yeah. the hardest parts of the documentary for me was the cows <laughs> now the, the, the one the one that stands out for me was uh i mean there was a ton of shit like here in the states but the one that really stood out to me in my mind is uh uh the beef trade coming out of india okay. so it's the black market beef trade yeah I, I figured you were going to say something about yeah. India when yep. you talk about cows. Yeah. And uh, and basically these guys, you know, obviously they're not, you know, they're not religious in any way. So, like, they, I, I don't believe for a second that they, you know, represent India. Or but, Hinduism or anything no, like that. No, of course not. Yeah, yeah. These guys are We need to make money, buddy. Savages. Yeah. And they, uh, yeah, they, they would walk them. 
they would they would just form a line and they would walk these cows from wherever the fuck they got them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> out of the country. <laughs> just and, yeah, yeah, over the just, border. They would just walk them cows out. Cows right? just long for the ride. Let's go. Yeah, because yeah, they, they, they couldn't they couldn't put you know they couldn't really do anything else. They couldn't put them on trucks because they're going to get stopped. You yeah. know what I mean? They so couldn't like, factory farm cows. Yeah, right. So they yeah. so they had to. Uh, yeah, illegally, <laughs> just walk, cr- illegally cross these cows <laughs> out, of the country, out of the country. And because they were having to walk them day and night to get them out, I mean, day and night and day and night and day and night, just walking these animals, some, most of the time, uh, a lot of times to death. But the, the way they do it was they would take these spices yeah. and they would, <laughs> it showed the guy doing it. He would, he would go up and he would pull up their eyelids and he would take all these spices and cram it up under their eyeballs to where oh. they were just in a constant what? state of just like of torment. agony yeah yep. <laughs> oh and that's not cool that's no. yeah okay i thought that story was gonna go very leave differently it, <laughs> leave it to india to do something <laughs> just so fucked up yeah to like their alleged like sacred animal hmm. i don't know man well then that's why i said you know i mean for a lot of these uh, i that's why i said I, I don't believe it represents hinduism or you know um, the the country necessarily no, at it, all. It's it, it's this trade. It's, it's it more represents like poverty and what it does to your mind. Yeah, yeah. I, poverty I would, really does change your brain. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about like the lack of nu- nutrients that you have every day. Yeah, and how that has to just affect your head. Mm-hmm. Well, not to mention the desperation that comes with poverty as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially yeah. like we barely even know poverty in this country. Even if you're you on the street, you can here. eat. Yeah, you like know, could here. you imagine being the lowest class in uh, India, dude, an untouchable, just oh, living Jesus. in a, living under a tarp in a mud shit hut, mm-hmm. and like just dealing with dead bodies all the time. Or in like I watched a documentary, and again, it's just a documentary, but it was on the uh, was it the walled city in India. The walled city. Yeah, it's essentially like the world's largest ghetto. Um, I mean, it makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I'll send you the video on it, but if you, I think if you just search on YouTube, India, the walled city. Okay. There's that same guy, the guy who does uh, biographics and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. He has a a geographics on it, and I heard about it before. Um, But yeah, it's the world's largest ghetto, and it's just one (laughs) massive building about the size of like a full city block that we know here in the U.S., and there's... 50,000 people living that is insane yeah dude the way they cram over there is crazy same Mm -hmm. place same thing in like china the way they cram into like spaces it can't be good for for human beings at all you know what i mean like just the amount of disease that has to exist there Mm -hmm. i even get that kind of vibe in la it's like downtown LA. Yeah, just the way everything's built on top it's, of each it's other. It's just a and, microcosm of that. Yeah. It's not as severe. Well, then you go to Skid Row. Skid Row is the same thing. It's Skid just Row is on just top of people on top. Well, of Skid people. Row is the, is for people that just don't want to live in society. You know, the hookers. There's and definitely drug, a lot drug of drug addicts and stuff. Yeah, and, definitely and, a lot of that in Skid Row. And the having insane, been there, yeah. I can attest to that. Yeah, um, right. It's yeah, that's a gnarly, gnarly area. Yeah, there's no rhyme or reason to Skid Row. I, they're kind of it. It's chaotic, but it's explainable chaos. You know what I mean? Well, the thing is, like a lot of people down there, there's no like one story. Like you have people who are just either you have drug addicts who just, you know, shot their way into the fucking ground. Yeah. Then you have people who just have nothing to their name. Mm-hmm. And then you have people who are are on the run from whatever crime they're on the run from. Yeah. Like the stories are pretty. They vary pretty drastically. Lo- down there. It seems like there's a lot of sexual abuse that happens as a kid, and then that just leads you to Skid Row. I'm sure there's some of that. I don't think that's like the 
like if you got fucked as a kid like the, instead of going to college you go to skid row <laughs> like, <laughs> but <laughs> this is where you get to go it's where you get accepted yeah but it is a lawless area like there is a lot of sexual abuse and stuff that happens yeah down yeah there. and there's prostitutes like crazy amounts of prostitutes and yeah it's a weird and spot, you're, man. you're usually tricking for drugs or uh, a place to stay or something like that i don't know it, it's there's also a lot of mental instability oh mental there illness there is rampant yeah. Like, that's kind of the name of the game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, dude, like... Didn't they have a mental hospital down there? They that probably they closed did. And I, Skid Row boomed after that? Probably. I mean, it makes sense. There's I'd have probably, to look into it. There's probably a for prominent some reason, that, one. That's something that... I feel like I, I had read somewhere is that, yeah, you had a... You had a, a I don't know if it was necessarily an asylum. It was a, mm-hmm. it was a mental institution. Um, yeah. And yeah, for whatever reason, they they closed it, you know. And uh, well, Reagan closed them all down. And then yeah. you know, Skid Row yeah. sort of. Which is somebody that. about that the other night. Which is too, a yeah. terrible idea. <laughs> like, why would you close it down? I mean, I understand there's there's room for abuse in every kind of situation well, like that, but like, why would you close them down? Because well, because obviously the only thing you need is Jesus. Well, you need Jesus, but you also need, like, a facility and, like, yeah. a, w- a way to reach out to these people medically, too. A lot of them just are imbalanced. Yeah. Yeah, or, a lot Or you could build more prisons and just keep them for cheap labor. Find a way to make money I mean, off of them. That is, a, that is a, an idea. Yeah. They're doing that now, I guess. Oh, no, they've been doing it. Well, they've been it. doing that for yeah, a long time. Yeah, they've been doing Pretty, that a long time. Since, ironically enough, the Reagan era. Well, I mean, the war on drugs is not basically a no, pipeline for that shit. Because the 13th Dude, by Amendment, the way, congrats to drugs for winning the war on drugs. Yeah, they did a great job. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turns out that money and, and addiction are just really hard <laughs> really hard things to, to surmount. Um, now, the, the whole, I mean, the whole idea of prison labor goes back to slavery is the 13th mm-hmm. amendment they it inst- instituted the 13th amendment pretty much as a way to keep, keep slaves, slaves slaves and th- mm-hmm. well i mean they said you can't have anybody do slave labor unless it's in prison so then hey let's make up a bunch of laws some real dumb yeah, fucked some up laws loiter- that pretty loitering. much only affect yeah. black people yeah black people or poor poor whites <laughs> really weird yeah. how that works yeah, yeah. Just, and it's just like franchise people in general yeah well uh, there was also like a, a class of whites that lost their livelihood to slavery, mm-hmm. like the like the Irish, I guess. Yeah, it's, yeah, the guys that came over looking for mm-hmm. you know looking to start a uh, a life here, but were just not skilled laborers or whatever, yeah. and this did did the unskilled stuff until they brought the slaves over, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, then they were out of a, they were out of a job. Well, so. A lot of people don't know that's where the term redneck comes from too, because like, they, they, they work in the work the in actual the sun, origin yeah. that is like it's very akin to like the term wetback. Yeah. Like it's because of the time that you spend outside, whether it be crossing the border or working these manual labor jobs that only someone of your social and economic class was qualified for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's it that I, I don't know. I, I feel like there should be some kind of a allotment in prison to kind of make people do stuff that, you know, just put them to work. But as what kind of work, and do they get compensated fairly, even though they're imprisoned? You know, yeah. They, should they? They should. They should have less freedom, not no freedom, but less freedom. Yeah, I mean, prison should definitely still be prison. But at the same time, if it's if it's supposed to be rehabilitation, and if you're supposed to be setting them up 
to be rehabilitated and yeah. live a life outside those walls mm-hmm. absolutely put them to work but maybe put them to work with something that's going to give them some sort of qualification yeah not like know? breaking rocks and so shit. that yeah. they don't have to when they're released from prison they just go back to doing whatever else they were because now you just took away 10 years of their of their life and now they're even put further behind the eight ball yeah you know um uh, yeah go ahead. yes to probably everything that you were saying i was paying attention sort of but uh the redneck thing yeah so the origin of redneck oh you're gonna prove me wrong yeah yeah let's hear it uh it's actually a really amazing story and you probably already know it but uh it's it started with striking miners oh yeah striking miners you know what yeah that, well that was still like involved in disenfranchised red, class yes right? of course okay. but it, they yeah. tied red bandanas around their necks okay and like in they, uh, in kentucky and stuff like that it was yeah. uh, i believe it was actually west virginia but yeah um well, if it was mining it was, west virginia yeah, leading west virginia. up to the climactic march on blair mountain in 1921 and yeah they had um uh it, you know the hatfields and stuff like that oh, Hatfields and mccoys yeah yeah, yeah so you, you had uh um these guys that were fighting against uh, the coal company owners and okay. actually took up guns. So it was like your first organized mm-hmm. labor revolt. Yeah. Well, not your first, but it was a significant organized it was, labor yeah, revolt. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. In, in the turn of the century. And they, you know, to, to identify themselves, you know, with each other in, in a form of solidarity, even for the uh, miners that weren't actually like on the front lines, yeah. they would tie red bandanas around their necks. Oh, hmm. neat. So. You just made all that up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm a writer. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, no, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty that's interesting. I, I did not yeah, know okay. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that I just goes to show you can't the, trust TikTok. Nope, can't trust TikTok at all. <laughs> do, you, do you guys? Do either of you listen to Behind the Bastards? No, I've listened to a couple of the episodes that you've sent me. Yeah, um, that, that's where I had originally heard of it. He just uh, he do, usually does a deep dive into history on on whatever topic he's talking about, or usually it's an individual. Or, it's either an individual or a movement. Is usually mm-hmm. what he's talking about. Oh, okay. And yeah, he did like this whole segment on uh, uh, labor movements, like you know, from way back then up to now, and just you know the similarities. And was it because they're getting like they were just not getting paid fairly for the kind of dangerous? Because mining is super dangerous, well, especially yeah. back then. I, yeah, I could yeah. be mixing it because I know there were a couple different mining. Uh, you know, revolts. Um, I could be mixing it up, but I, I want to say this is the one that like ended with the government kind of coming in and, and mowing these guys down. Mm. Like, and th- basically you had like these tent cities uh, for miners. And okay. It was their, you know, them, their wives, their children. Yeah. And they were, yeah, in- involved in this strike and the government and the, the private contractors that, you know, were kind of chummy with each other. Uh, came in and mowed these guys down and it took I think I'm trying to remember who the president was at the time but it took the president coming in and saying that's some fucked up shit <laughs> you gotta stop doing yeah, that yeah let's uh, compensate these miners and mm-hmm. you know and of course it didn't last long but of course not you know, no, they, no. they made their Rarely statement does, and yeah. they, they had a small victory so at the co- a lot of lives lost but oh yeah definitely yeah. Yeah. And, you, and it was basically you know that that particular uh, podcast that I had been listening to is I think the thesis there was just saying that America has never really you know been very friendly toward labor uh, you know like labor movements at least labor mm. unions stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah the working class has always been fucked over exactly that's why it's so yeah. romanticized yeah yeah because you have to romanticize it and like you know yeah. it's it's really not fun 
getting yeah. up every day. Nobody romanticizes being a trust fund baby. Yeah, you know, but we have tons of songs. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I think Brad I'm pretty sure that shit is awesome though. <laughs> Having a trust fund. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he romanticizes that. He <laughs> almost did? got me. <laughs> Who did? Brett Easton Ellis. Uh, American Psycho, Less Than Zero. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Dude, American Psycho's... That guy's a piece of shit. I, I love I I his books. I imagine, yeah. Uh, but that guy's a that guy is actually one of his characters. Really? Like, you hate his characters, and then you're like, man, this guy that wrote these characters, like, he must really, like... You know, he's probably like this really nice guy. Nothing like these he's characters. probably like a Chuck yeah. Palahniuk or yeah, something. Yeah, and then you're like, like, oh, fuck it. He's, like, actually just like he his just sucks yeah. he's an yeah. awful person yeah yeah is he like a yuppie yeah yeah mm-hmm. just rich and yeah exploit i mean any uh, whenever somebody just makes money off of wall street and makes a lot of money off of wall street i'm like there's something wrong yeah. there there's something because you shouldn't be able to do that you should well, have to break your back to make yeah, a lot of you money. made all your money essentially gambling but mean meanwhile unless i go to vegas or to an indian casino it's yeah. illegal for me to do the same yeah thing. right mm-hmm. yeah yeah no it's it's not a it's it's a dishonest way to make to make your life i think yeah. well and it's because a lot of times you're not you know if you go to a casino or something like you're gambling on a game mm-hmm. and yeah. uh and that's it you know and, and yeah. of course your money like obviously there is involved there but, but the but stakes are very low the stakes are low i mean you're, you're playing fucking blackjack or whatever but if you're it's on not playing, based on people's livelihoods exactly. and the future of their companies the fucking their housing market yeah. or the the economy of the world yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like oh you know that's what that's honestly what makes those people horrible it's not because they make their money an easy way it's because they they dehumanize they're the other people they just dehumanize everyone around them yeah you know also i feel like an important fact is that like if i lose on blackjack at the mgm um i don't get bailed out (laughs) yeah right yeah weird yeah Yeah. i'm just broke hey but we should pitch that that'd be a good idea (laughs) (laughs) bail bail out at at casinos we've been studying this phenomenon for quite some time president biden what do you think yeah well see if you if you play blackjack at the mgm and you got to understand you got a lawnmower in the corner Mm -hmm. and then when you have that you could do something but only if the carrot over here is blue get what i'm saying Dude. come on man come on yeah. man and then he puts on the aviators yeah <laughs> eats, eats the ice cream yeah just goes full that Tom ice cream Cruise. did look good though and then kamala's just in the background like we got him joe yeah <laughs> shut up slut <laughs> i hate that woman I, I saw this shirt i really wanted to get and it just said a cab uh and it was in parentheses uh joe and kamala too <laughs> yeah right that's pretty like, good yeah yeah <laughs> Kamala, I don't know. They're all, they're all crooks, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I have a couple of friends like that speak. They're they're African American. They speak out against like just like Joe is clearly a white supremacist. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, look at yeah. his history. Yeah, look yeah, at the history. Petition yeah. against his own daughter going to a desegregated school. Yeah, and I mean, or not? Well, and his then daughter. come on, it's one of his kids though. <laughs> Some, but I mean, you 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 even just even just look at just his most publicized gaffe if we're going to allow him to call it a gaffe uh and is you know the crime bill like i mean the the different things he did back in the 90s you know that everybody now even himself you know he's trying to like distance himself he's from like yeah it was a, a product of the time were you distancing yourself from that before you decided to run for president i don't think so yeah because i don't think you talked about any of that shit until you decided hey i need to 
make sure all my loose ends are tied up. Oh shit, yeah, man! I'm, I'm gonna actually win. Yeah, I'm gonna actually win. It's like fuck that. Like, dude, if if he was if he'd been you know stepping up to the plate, and this goes for any of them. Like, if if you're stepping up to the plate and you're admitting shit, like, hey, you know, I made my career off of this, and you know what? Yep. That's fucked up. And if I could go back, I would do it different. Like, and if you're not trying to get anything out of it you're just saying like this is this is how i feel about it now mm-hmm. i was wrong yeah okay there's something like, to respect that. seems like that that's kind of what hillary did with like the super predators thing. she never walked back on it or no, anything no, until she, just she kind of ignored to. it yeah yeah and that's the thing if you aren't saying if you aren't recognizing you did something wrong until you publicly you know your, your pr team is advising you that you need to recognize that as wrong yeah well then go fuck yourself yeah like yeah, I just looked it up. So he he voted against and opposed a desegregation bill in '73, um, particularly yeah. because it was going to apply to a district that his children were enrolled in. I mean, yeah, like <laughs> that makes sense. To <laughs> yeah, and his excuse for it was that uh, the reason that he did that wasn't because he opposed desegregation, but he opposed the method that they were going to acquire the buses by. Oh, it seems, it well, seems see, different. Like, yeah, that's yeah. actually. If different. you, I mean, let's I be honest. That's noble. You know, that's yeah, noble. No, that <laughs> makes a lot of sense. God damn, yeah. you have to add context to these things. Yeah, because racism is one thing, but what we should <laughs> really be worried about is which buses you're riding to school in. Yeah. No, they, that's why nuance is. Important. Remember when everyone was like against gay marriage until like 2007. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It's like leading up to that presidential election. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, even and then they kind that. of were past. Yeah, I was going to say like even past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even past that they were kind of like yeah. Two thousand eight. Cool we've had yeah. several elections. How ironic is it that Trump is the only president in U.S. history to actually run on the platform of like no, do whatever you want. That's whatever. <laughs> yeah, even even Hillary in twenty sixteen was against gay marriage. Yeah, I love how he's like uh, how he's LG. BT <laughs> to like remember <laughs> uh, his his cadence is so good man like all of uh, dude I saw a classic clip where it was him he's I think he's looking at a piece of paper at the table and he just goes <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> he's about to say he's trying to say something over the th- but it starts with the th it's really hard to like pronounce like uh, to kind of get everyone's attention like yeah. that and then somebody put <laughs> like. <laughs> How thick was she? (laughs) 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 He just had to check and make sure his his, uh, human mask was still working. Yeah, right? (laughs) Shit. Speaking of human masks, like the reptilian thing, you think that's real? (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Well, good night. Yeah, see, yeah. yeah. <laughs> depends how much I've been drinking. Yeah, it depends how how uh, how good the weed is, I guess. Yeah. No. yeah so I I think there's, I think a lot of that. God damn it! It's so fucking. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem. Look, so evangelicals will scream that they are the victims until the day they die, but this bullshit proves they still have the mic when it comes to culture that's my take i don't think the reptilian thing is necessarily an evangelical thing no no no. so the root of all of that you you can get in the weird specifics and all the individual theories the root of it is fear usually inarticulate like in in, see there you go a a fear you can uh not articulate yeah uh (laughs) 
and and that just is like the evangelical bread and butter, man. Because if you want to rope something in, then just get people, you know, freaked out about it. You know, and well, well, the evangelical method has always been to take the people that you oppose, and your number one tactic is going to be to dehumanize those exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah. And dehumanize them in the light of them being evil and close to the devil, or just literally subhuman, and, like a lizard person. And the evangelical what? concept of evil is already cartoonish as it is. Uh-huh. So, you know, the only way that you can make somebody a bad guy, obviously, they have to drink blood and you know, fuck children. Like, that. that's it. Like, that's the only way they can be evil. There's a lot of evidence, though. There's, there's like a lot of evidence like, for the, for the whole the satanic like, How uh, are they going to hide in the core kids? of the earth if the earth is flat? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are some logistical, you know, <laughs> yeah, concerns, yeah. but hey. Well, actually, as a logistician. As a logistician. <laughs> yeah. No, look, do I think that there aren't powerful people that use their power to do awful things of course there are i don't think anybody really argues that there are epstein's yeah that that, that epstein's exist Mm -hmm. okay i think the bullshit comes in when you're talking about um you know this bizarre you know um spider web you know x-files style spider web of of uh of people that literally go to pizza basements to cut open brains and chant voodoo like come, really i like, think I, tr- I just feel I like the- if we're having to have that conversation you've already derailed it and fuck you like <laughs> i think the I, whole idea of the reptilian thing is to get i don't know it it's an odd it's it's really odd to think about like people actually taking it seriously um <laughs> it's like it's probably not true it's probably not true well and then it, the it, other thing too is is depending on who you talk to of course yeah um usually it, it's 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 along party lines and it's so strange like yeah if you're talking to somebody who leans this it's kind way, of ironic or, that way right yeah yeah, yeah. you know it's like, like oh it's you can all of those guys are satan worshiping yeah, you can find videos quote unquote, like you know the videos i the doctor or not maybe it's just the type of media device you were recording it with mm-hmm. where people's eyes change to like a uh almost like a snake-like appearance mm. And uh, you can find those on either side. Well, you know what I mean? The, like, you can find that on either side of the aisle. The thing that I don't get is if, you know, you have these folks that all of their, you know, all of the trademark boogeyman, you know, whatever, it, it all happens to fall on one one side of the political spectrum, and it just so happens to be the side you're not on. Yeah. Well, that usually those same people, because most people will, will agree with this, They'll also say that all politicians are crooked and and everybody up on the hill is, you know, kind of in bed with each other. Okay, but then how is what the other thing you're saying possible? But at the same time, Trump knows the secrets and he's leading a holy crusade against the baby-eating lizard people hiding in the pizza basement. And and, and think about this. I think the truth is probably much more unsettling. When you you watch the different uh, end of the world uh, prophets right so mm-hmm. you get your Hal Lindsay's and shit like that um, when you watch them you know get up to their pulpits and you know tell you to you know donate all of your you know 
assets and life savings to the church. Or that's whatever. when that's a big red flag. Yeah, it's the a big biggest red flag. Red flag but, but, yeah. but you watch all these things happen, and they happen over and over and over. I mean, they just happened a few years back. You had somebody saying that the end of the world was going to be, uh, it was going to be like October of that year, and of course, it didn't happen. Yeah. And he walked it back, and he somehow was able to still hold on to some of his. You know, believers by just yeah. sort of flipping the script and adjusting. I believe that's things. what they call the old uh, Chuck Smith maneuver. You know, yeah. Uh, the Chuck Smith, I don't know. Chuck Smith had had the right idea, but at the same time, I think Don Stewart probably has the best explanation for everything. He's like, we're not supposed to know, and we're not think, going to know until it I happens. I think Chuck Smith definitely had the right idea. Start yeah. start a cult, make a bunch of money, buy a rich house, and die a rich, happy old white guy. I wish I had that idea. <laughs> It's pretty, you know, pretty common. But uh, I like Chuck. <laughs> well, I, I mean, do too. I'm just talking shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah I definitely. think, um, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I, I think well, that's, watching, that's another another issue entirely. It's like it's hard to if you're if you're called to to lead the church, you know. Yeah. And it's a noble thing if you're doing it for the right reasons. But when does that? Because you see people lead churches and then like I mean I don't know if Joel Osteen believes. I don't know. I don't know where his allegiances lie, but he definitely has like jets and stuff. Listen, like, I would definitely yeah. say a lot and of those Creflo, allegiances Creflo lie dollar and, and there, guys like that. It's if like there are lizard people. I think they're in the church. Some of them, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. I, I would also say, like, when it comes to churches, like at least for me, for someone who's been around not only cults but churches, evangelical and otherwise of the Christian variety, like my whole life, the number one thing that I see that like gets me worried is when i see churches start to expand um when i see them start going you know what this world needs more of me so i should open up five more of these churches under my name as the head pastor and as soon as you do that then it becomes it becomes almost more about power to me because when it's hard i couldn't imagine i'm not saying a lot of these guys go into it with ill intentions yeah but power corrupts and it does. when all yeah. of a sudden you go from being the pastor in charge of a Three, congregation like of say people. five, 5 yeah. even, yeah. you know, which is a decent sized church. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And that's kind of the norm now is like these larger churches, 5,000 people. And then you start trying to expand that. And before you know it, you're presiding over 50,000 people. Yeah. 500,000 people. And with How the advent of the internet, not it's like, get it, to you? yeah, yeah. It, it, you have to keep yourself humble. And I guess... I mean, that's, you have to look at the fruit. Yeah, that's really I got to do. I kind of have yet to see that with, with any of these pastors who preside over that many people. I see a slow degradation of the church. Hmm. Well, I don't, I guess it's what you make it because you, you only get what you put into it. You well, know I what think I mean? part of it also becomes a logistical thing because it's hard for one pastor to preside over that many churches. Yeah. So then what they have to do is they have to call in other people and then you start getting a lot of hands in that cookie jar and then you see the original that was, intent of that church. I, I saw that a big, a big problem in the, the church I formerly went to is that it seemed like the, the head pastor didn't really, it was just a lot of guest speakers all the time mm. and he was always asking for money, always asking for money. Even with the stimulus checks, he said, if you can afford to not have the stimulus check, if you can donate it to the church. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that was the, that was it. Wow. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, it's been nice, but. That's a little fucked up. That was gay. Right and yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was pretty lame, bro. Yeah. 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 Well, then you, then you start getting, divi- I've seen it so many times too, when you, 
you start bringing in all these other pastors. So you have to put a pastor in charge of each church and then you get what happened with Calvary, you know, on a lesser extent, but you start getting all the division amongst those pastors. Yeah. Because so-and-so isn't getting promoted or I don't know what a pastoral promotion looks like, but yeah. you, you know, I mean, it becomes, it becomes involved. a business instead of a church. Yeah. Yeah. I said there is sprinkling involved. What do you pastoral mean? Pastoral promotion. I don't know. I'm just trying to imagine what that would look like. No, it's just sprinkling. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's more Catholic. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's it baby be. blood. I think we yeah. only get we only get baptized once in in Christian churches. Yeah, I'm yeah. just trying to think of like what that promotion would look like though, and it's probably something along the same lines. Oh, it's just ceremonies. like ceremonies. Hey, hey, you want a lot of smoke? There's a choir of children. Yeah, always children. Yeah, there's always children. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. As, as Leave those kids alone. I, I've, I've only, I think it, like, I've only ever seen, like, promotions or something like that or acknowledgments of, like, certain people. It's just in front of the church. It's like, oh, yeah, this is the new youth pastor, yeah. you know? Yeah, buy him, buy him a Starbucks card. Yeah. yeah. With your yeah. stimulus we got you. We got you. A <laughs> and also, by the way, why do we have a new youth pastor every, like, four or five years? Because what, they why start do they get, keep Why do they keep diddling kids? Well, because they start... <laughs> so weird. It's like, I don't I don't know if it's always diddling kids, but it's like, they just get older and they're like, I can't deal with these kids, <laughs> man. They're too much. You get hmm. burned out on it, I think. I wish it wasn't in that context, uh, but I... I the word diddling <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> if if diddling could be something else because it's, it's like other... such a funny word yeah. it seems like it should be a wholesome word really <laughs> yeah. bro like it should be like oh it sounds like if you if you wrote a diddling. children if you wrote a children's book about molestation that's the word you would I use think who, diddling uh, yeah. i can't remember who said it but the same thing with the n-word is like it's it's just a funny word I mean, there are, yeah, some words that just sound silly. It's, it's a silly, like, it's it's got the N and two Gs in the middle. It's like... Oh, dude, I remember... It's, pretty, it's funny. It's a funny, like, goofy word for what it was used it's for. Hard. You know what I mean? It, well, that, I think, that word is hard for me, for me to view it as <laughs> silly, though, even ob- objectively. Objectively, take, take, so everything, yeah, take everything away from, like, you know, the... the context of it it's like this is a goofy word you know it is a goofy word it yeah. is a goofy word i think yeah. it's goofy because a lot of the social context that we have around it including like the humor that has come with it like seeing some of our favorite comedians yeah use that word oh, and use yeah. it also as punchlines in their jokes like we all laugh yeah you know? and we all listen to songs that have that word in it and we jam the fuck out to some of those songs yeah um i think there's a level of humor that comes that I think a lot of times, like, the response to intense trauma is intense humor. It um, really, yeah. I mean, what do you think the Jews, like, yeah. they just started, you think Hollywood started from nothing? It's like, no, it was like the Holocaust. There's a lot of jokes about it. And, you know, I think that's where some of that humor comes around those words. I remember being a kid and having a conversation with my parents one night about the word fuck. And I had just heard that word. And I went to my parents and I was like, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't understand why this is a bad word. It sounds hilarious to me. It sounds like fudge. I was like, it sounds just like fudge. It's like so close. Yeah. But funnier. And they were like, well, what word, Taylor? It's like the sharp version. It's like like, the sharp version of fudge. Yeah. My parents were fucking like Christian cult people and stuff. So they were Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. Sounds like, sounds like fudge. And they're like, but what word? And I was like, I don't want to say it. And they're like, just say it. We, we don't know. And I was like, fuck. And they were like, oh, no. And I was like, why not? Like, it sounds hilarious. Like, 
I just asked my parents, like, what was the first bad word? And that was the one. I just, yeah. re- I repeat, I heard it and I repeated and it. And I like, also, hey, hey, you can't say that. I also remember being in elementary school and, like, playing with the globe or something. Uh, oh, did you go to that? I was like, yeah, I was like going around reading all the names, and I get to the one we all know what it is. <laughs> it's the, you know, one, it has one less G. One less G. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, maybe this is where it comes from. Maybe that's where they live. <laughs> I had to have another I mean, conversation with my parents, yeah. and I was like, I don't get it. Like, we live in America. We're called Americans. Did you know that there's a country called? Mm, yeah. You know. See that? I'm. I thought. Uh, for the longest time that girls peed out of their butts. So, I mean, there's... Dude, I... Child logic that, is... That was a hard... Yeah. <laughs> it's very sound. It's, yeah. I mean, you know, when you assess the world through that lens, you're just yeah. like, do we have it right? Yeah. <laughs> no, girls, de- girls definitely pee out of their butt, though. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Heard rumors. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> heard rumors at the lunch tables. <laughs> Dude... <laughs> I remember I got shit from my cousin for not knowing what a dildo was like, when I was like nine. He's <laughs> like, you don't know what that is? And I'm like, nah, dude. <laughs> what is it? And he told me, I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to know that for? It's silly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this sounds like useless information. This doesn't really apply to me. I feel yeah. like I get nothing from it. Yeah, this is not going to help me anywhere in my life. I used, to, I used to think that sex was just putting it in and waiting. <laughs> like that's just what it was. <laughs> you just you pop it in and just wait a second. <laughs> like, and it, and it all happens. It feels great. <laughs> Can you imagine what an awkward night that would be? It's terrible. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> if it's hard, it's gonna get soft. Well, if there's anything we probably learned from most of our parents growing up, it wasn't that sex was fun. It was that it was a chore. Mm, yes. <laughs> the, the they just had to wait duty. awkwardly. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I never, I, I, I didn't. I only ever. I walked into my parents once, and I was like, oh, <laughs> you know. As oh, you, you, oh, you actually walked in. I walked parents? in because we lived in a, a double wide trailer. It was pretty mm. small, and like you yeah. know, it, it, you're a kid. It's it's late at night, and, yeah. And it's like you know, the doors closed, and you just open. And it's like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. You see, you, you didn't. See, I didn't see anything necessarily, but like I. Is that why you thought that it meant that you just stuck it in and waited? Is that, no. is that where you got that education? <laughs> they just waited for you to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just I, lay there like lizards, like. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, man! Yeah, yeah. I think it probably. <laughs> I was lucky enough to never catch my parents in the act, but I did one time. Uh, my parents had, you know, the shared closet, and oh, I used to no. go in there all the time to get my dad's uh, cowboy boots and wear them. Mm-hmm. And he had like this, uh, it was like a dresser, but it was really thin and it was tall. So like the drawers were like a foot and a half high. Yeah. You know, he and just stored all his, his personal back belongings. Massager. No, I found uh, a roll of condoms. Oh, fun. And I was just like, what are these? I'd never seen something wrapped in so much shiny foil. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, happened, that happened to Jack. Oh, yeah. Oh, you found, found them? Oh, no. <laughs> he asked what they were, and I was like, those are hats. This is He's like, they're hats? I was like, yeah, for your penis. <laughs> He's like, they're penis hats. I was like, yes, they are. Penis hats, yeah. Oh, that's that's, that's, that's actually that's, not a bad. No wonder your kid's so weird. Yeah, that's not. That's actually not a terrible. He's way like, to I'm playing it. dress up right now with my dinosaur costumes. Sometime, someday, I'm gonna dress up my penis. Yeah, that's not a terrible. Uh, it's he's like, already got. He's like triceratops. That's for a kid. Right it's there. like, all right, well, this is a penis hat. I guess there's hats. You know, he's, he's you got to accessorize. Bro. He's like. 
I'm gonna start. I, he's probably looking out for like other types of like top. He's gonna find a top hat that's just the right size <laughs> right. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, it's actually meant for like a GI Joe or something. Yeah, like an like army helmet. This, like, is, this probably, is a penis hat. Yeah. It's a penis helmet. Yeah, it's a yeah. helmet for your penis. Yeah. Does your penis have a gun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you? His first curse word, I think, probably was "fuck," but he. Uh, <laughs> my I, my favorite was. Um, he had dropped something one time. He just like fumbled mm. it, and he was just like, "Oh shit, dude!" My my little sister like did the so same thing. Well done. Like, yeah, you they get that? they get it. They yeah. get when you're supposed to say it. I was like, he was yeah. just like a champ. It was like he'd been doing it all his life, <laughs> which I mean, yeah. he has, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> but <laughs> it's what happens when you have younger parents. I think he's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you, you end up picking up curse words pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we have very different vocabularies than a lot of our parents. Yeah, definitely. And then um, it was my sisters are like 15 years younger than me, so we were in the, like we were grown up. It's like as me and Lindsay were saying, you know, whatever we say. And yeah, they probably picked it up from us because <laughs> yeah. my parents are pretty careful about that. Mm-hmm. They were careful when they were born. With was, us, they were pretty careful too. I was so. just talking to a coworker of mine, and he made a great point. He said that he noticed the only time because he doesn't notice when he's cursing. Like Simone, um, I was, I had some to drink a couple nights back, yeah. and uh, she made the comment. Oh, I remember that night. She made the comment that she always does, which is that you know whenever I drink, I I curse so much more. Yeah. And so she's like, should she would just stop me and be like, oh my God, you said fuck like. 17 times in that sentence and uh and i don't notice it happening and so i was talking to a coworker, and he goes no i know it happens to me too um the only time i just somehow organically filter my language is when i'm around either my grandparents or uh, a homeowner you know and i'm having okay yeah it's like my professional like yeah uh with a customer or my grandparents and that is it anything outside of that i literally don't notice the words i'm saying i'm just fucking saying them i had you know, a like, i had a i was talking with a client the other day and it's this girl and i was like she's she's dropping the f word a lot in sentences i'm like this is not i don't like this <laughs> i don't appreciate this it's like j- just because I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing a, a hyper color shirt and work boots it's like, I don't want to hear that. You're still a lady. <laughs> like a lady. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're still in a, it's a professional setting, too. We're like going over where to lay out mm-hmm. lights. It's like, hey, what well, are you doing? I don't know, man. Some of the ladies that I work with, they keep us on our toes when it comes to the words they yeah. say and the words they know. Yeah, and the, right. the, the combinations, they know how to use them. And like, it's impressive. Yeah, right. So... Uh, actually, I gotta go in though. To I was about to say we're, we're we're right on time, so yeah. yeah. There time. you go. Yeah, we're bright, perfect. Uh, great to have you on again. We'll, yeah. have you, we'll have you on some more. It's actually a really good conversation. Yeah. Thanks for having um, me. This is Rick, Big Tay Tay, me, and, and me. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.
Goodbye.